During the 2023 legislative session, Democratic lawmakers took a second stab at adopting legislation designed to increase billing transparency for commercial power consumers across New York. So we're going to use this legislation, one of many attempts to regulate utilities in Albany, as an excuse to have a broader discussion about transparency and accountability in utility billing. And to do that, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Lori Wheelock, Executive Director of the Public Utility Law Project of New York. Welcome to the studio, Lori. Thanks for having me. So first off, when we think about residential consumers of energy and their bills from utilities and how much they're being charged and what they're being charged for, how much disclosure and transparency is there on that bill? Do we understand what we're being charged for besides maybe supply and delivery? So the bills are quite complex, and especially when you get to like the second or third page where they go over your usage, mm-hmm. the utilities are required to have you know the different charges. So there's fixed charges, there's like the system benefit charge where the money is directed to NYSERDA for energy efficiency. Um, if anything, sometimes I think it's really overwhelming because there's so much information on the bill, and there are a lot of definitions, but you read it and sometimes people are still like, I don't. I don't know what this means. So Pulp has spent a lot of time this year. We've been doing trainings. We've been going out into the communities, you know, just kind of teaching people how to read their bills and just making it a lot more simple. You know, this is your usage. This is how it compares to maybe your neighbors and what steps can you take to kind of understand it and things to look for. Um, A lot of the bills do have graphs, which are helpful, that can show your usage over the last year. Mm -hmm. But that really only works if you're getting actual bills, if you're getting estimated readings, which is happening in a few of the service territories. We're hearing more and more of the companies using estimated billing. It kind of throws off your ability to understand what your usage is looking like. And when it comes to, say, the legalese and explainers that the bills are written in now, is it the case that these are complicated issues and it simply requires a a level of granular detail to adequately and accurately explain what's going on here? Or could these bills be presented in a way that someone, say, with a radio host's reading comprehension levels could understand? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's the language that's used and also that, yes, there's quite a few charges on the bill, but there's still a lot that's baked into the rates that people do care about and they want to know more of. And so one of the things that Pulp's really interested in is having more, you know, kind of workable bill samples online so that people can like play with it more. They can click on part of their bill and be like, what does this mean? And maybe it opens up and says, this is your usage over the last couple of years. Legally, the utilities have to give access to two years of billing data. They can go back to six, but you have to usually pay for it to get access to it. They have to go and pull it. And so with everything going on these days, we'd love just to bring everything more online, you know, give people access to it sooner so that they have the ability to check and say, you know what, maybe my usage is high. What could it be? Maybe it's my water heater. Maybe it's the furnace. You know, give them a little bit more access to their data so that they can, you know, better understand their usage looking at technology. There's a lot of people, especially who call Pulp, who don't have access to internet or it's limited to their phone. And so there's got to always be a way for people to then have a conversation. And so making sure maybe the customer service lines are dedicated to have a specific prompt so that people can talk about their bills. 
In terms of accessing records, though, for those people who do, say, have access to a computer, should the threshold for accessing that information be lower? Because I think about my credit card statements, mm -hmm. and I can go back through years of those just uh, online. So why shouldn't there be a portal, say, if I'm a National Grid customer, to be able to look up my account information, and not just for two years, but for all the years mm -hmm. that I've been a customer? Because I imagine they have that information. Yeah, and Pulp is very supportive of that. Right now, usually you can get the two years, mm -hmm. and we often work with customers to find out where online they can pull that information, or you can call and have it mailed to you. So there's ways. But yeah, after six years, that information you know is no longer accessible. I'm not sure what the utilities do with it, if it's deleted or if it's archived, but usually you only have access to the six years. So Pulp would fully be supportive of having that you know expand as far back as your account has been open. And when it comes to actually itemizing a person's bill, do you have any interest or is there a benefit that you see to itemizing what utility has control over and what the utility doesn't have control over? Is there any benefit to the consumer from making those elements of the bill clear? I do think so. And with everything that's been happening, especially in the supply side with the volatility, you know, there's some bill messaging, for instance, Con Edison down in New York City will have little alerts mm -hmm. that'll say, hey, you know, supply side is, is a little more volatile right now with high winter prices. I think that is really, really helpful. But you have to keep it consistent and you have to keep the language accessible for people so they know where to look. A lot of the people, again, that Pulp works with are low income and they've fallen behind on their bills. So there's an immediate stress when they get that five page bill either in their inbox or their mail. Half the time they can't handle it. So we have them call us, we sit down with them, or we talk to them over the phone, try to explain what's going on, give them advice, point them towards financial assistance, and sometimes that helps. But it's been getting really, really difficult. I'd say since the pandemic with the debt, COVID-19, you know, down, down economic, you know, effect, um, the arrears going up, and then the state has been stepping in with some debt relief, which has been really helpful. But there's so much happening that I think there's more attention now than ever really on energy bills, which I think is good. But I think it's also important for people to understand that there's a lot of stress around it. And so the clearer the messaging, the more support that these utilities can provide, I think the better it will be for people. And what about elements, though, of a person's bill that might not necessarily be connected to the process of getting them power, so to speak? So if it's investments that a utility is making in its delivery capacity, building up its infrastructure, or the renewable projects that are passed on to ratepayers, is there a benefit to outlining those costs and explaining how they're paying for certain things from their bill? Yeah, and Pulp is very supportive of more transparency when it comes to everything that's happening right now. You know, there's the bill and what's going on maybe in the delivery side or the supply side, but you do have a lot of costs that are being, you know, carried by ratepayers right now. And so one of the things we've been doing over at the Public Service Commission through the rate cases is really trying to push for more of a discussion of, okay, what are the rate drivers? What's tied to implementation of the CLCPA? What are these other costs? Really trying to be clear because so much is happening right now. The Public Service Commission does have a proceeding that is tracking a lot of the CLCPA implementation. That's very helpful. 
you know, another element that Pulp's really interested in is the federal funding. So we think that if the utilities are applying for federal funds and they receive some of it, mm-hmm. which we're hopeful they will, there will be a way to track it. How much did they get? When will it be offsetting rates? Things of that nature. It's like a constant moving, you know, train. And there has to be a way to better track all of these different costs and what's happening so that the public sees it and goes, okay, this is happening but maybe now we're not investing in this anymore. What's going on? How is this affecting me? I think there needs to be a whole organic you know, conversation about what's happening, what are the costs, and how are things changing. Does that conversation or just transparency more generally, does that translate to lower bills in any way, shape, or form? Or is the focus on transparency simply about empowering residential customers to make more informed choices and make more informed decisions? I'd say it's, it's both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way that we get to the lower bills is through the discussions, the transparency, the broader policy changes. You know, at this point in time, we're obviously moving in an energy transition, which is exciting, but it means a lot of work and there's going to be bumps in the road. And, and we at Pope get that. And so we want to be at the table. We want to have these conversations. And we see it as not just being the Public Service Commission or DEC or NYSERDA. You have to loop in every single agency. Department of Health, Office of Temporary Disability and Assistance. We have to look at all these financial assistance programs and make sure that they're updated to help people with you know everything that's happening right now, from inflation to higher energy bills to higher food costs. Everything you know has to be looked at together. Is there any thought that you can essentially shame a utility into lowering a bill if they have to explain all the different elements that make up the cost? I don't know if shaming is the word, but I think, you know, having conversations with the utilities and really holding them, like scrutinizing all of their costs is extremely important. And so not only is that going to happen over with the Public Service Commission and through the rate cases, but it's going to happen with the legislature. And even the bill we started with earlier, I think there are more bills about utilities right now than we've seen in a long time. They all have different aspects and it's causing conversation. You know, the assembly had a hearing, I think, back in July on rate structures. It's amazing. We can actually have conversations. You know, the legislature can ask questions of all these entities. Where are your costs? How are the bills generated? What's going on? And that will help us open things up and look at them and see if we need broader policy change. And the issues that we've been talking about with regards to the energy utilities, are they unique to them? Or is this a conversation that needs to be had across all of the different utilities uh, that the state is responsible for regulating? So we think that it should be everywhere. Um, There are obviously differences in, in energy and water. But even on the water side, there's a whole world of conservation and PFAS and chemicals. And, you know, pulp is in a couple of rate cases now, and we're seeing issues that really require us to do a lot of background research and learning. And, you know, how do we help, again, control these costs and move in a direction that is environmentally, you know, supportive, but also keeping bills low for people. So right now, none of the water companies have an affordable low-income program all the energy companies that are regulated do. And so having that conversation with them, can their billing systems do it? What does that look like? What does it mean? Who, who are their customers? A lot of renters aren't water customers, but it could be low-income, 
household owners and things of that nature. So it's different, but you're seeing similar conversations that have to happen because everything's getting more expensive, infrastructure, climate change. You know, they're feeling a lot of the tensions as well, just in kind of a, a different realm. Well, we've been speaking with Lori Wheelock. She's the executive director of the Public Utility Law Project of New York. Lori, thanks for visiting us. Thank you. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.